And welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a Korean drama, we watch four episodes, and we get together here every week to talk about it. Yep, and this week we are doing episodes 9 through 12 of Just Between Lovers. You nailed that. Yes. Oh, these episodes were real good, real sad, mm-hmm. lots of twists nope. and turns. My god. So much to talk about. I have so many quotes. So many quotes that I could read to you. Yeah, I'm glad that you wrote down some notes because I'm going into this. I watched the last 20 minutes of the of episode 12, like two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I like fed my dog really quick right after, and then hopped on this call. And so I'm still riding the high of binging four episodes <laughs> in two days. Um, You're living inside the episodes completely manic like ready to talk about all of the tears yes did you cry i teared up for sure for sure for sure for sure when grandma died yeah i struggled that one was hard that was about as rough as we've had it in a while here yeah. on play okay but i think i wasn't in the right mindset watching it so i didn't cry i could have yeah, cried I think, yeah i think if i was like sitting in bed on my own like Watching it quietly, I would have definitely cried. I did get out of bed and I went into the kitchen and I was peeling an orange while that was happening and crying. So then I couldn't touch my face without getting oh, no. citrus in my eyeballs. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, what a what a good look. <laughs> oh, I think I was just watching it, eating dinner, thinking about recording. Sometimes I do that with this podcast. I think about how I'm going to talk about the episode on the podcast instead of just watching and enjoying each episode. Mm-hmm. So obviously I didn't think of much to say, but uh, it was sad and I wasn't in the right mindset for it. I could see it like being like soul crushingly sad if yeah. you were, if you were just into it. Yeah. Something that I definitely got more emotional over than the actual uh, passing of our dear sweet grandma was the part where they all sit together and remember her because there's something much more devastating to me uh, about the people left behind in the wake of loss. Oh, yeah. And, and their emotions. I think I just obviously empathize with that versus the empathizing with dying. I'm not there yet. I hope I continue to not be there. Right. But I think a lot more people, yeah, have experienced being left behind. So I could see that. I could see that hitting hard. I definitely think I agree. That's where it hit me the most. But it was just an Oscar-worthy episode. If they mm-hmm. give Oscars to one episode of a K-drama, I'd pick this one. I'd nominate that one. Yes, that was uh, something that I have noticed just generally with this K-drama. I think... I think we uh, definitely talked about it in our previous two episodes, but the performances of the actors in this K-drama are unreal, outstanding, and very convincing. Every moment is 
true life for me and I believe every second of everyone's performance and I find the main couple's love very believable and I find their everyone's reaction to their trauma very believable and um I think that it's played out in such a convincing, well-written, well-acted way that it is, wow, so much to take in when you're watching. Wow, good time to drop your bone on the floor, buddy. (laughs) Um, It's, like, really, really um, intense. This K-drama is an intense experience, for sure. It started off so, like, dreamy and contemplative and melancholy and sad but it was it was very good at that time but it has definitely become a different beast the drama is much more dramatic than I ever expected it to be yeah but in like you said very believable ways they haven't sold the characters to create extra drama I feel like it was written really well that when drama develops it feels organic with what they've created But yeah, I don't think we talk enough about how good these actors are. They are incredible. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. The lead actor who plays Gongdu, especially, I feel very moved by his performance. Uh, Can we get this man a real award? Not just like, we love the Bus Stop Girl Award here. Obviously, that doesn't apply here. If we could just go ahead and could we find someone to give this man a, a real, an actual, recognized, like, maybe kind of award that maybe from, like, people within his profession have, like, accredited or whatever you do with awards to make them worthy of receiving. Yeah, whatever paths you need to take to get that done, please, somebody besides us, get it done. We cannot give awards here that are real. We give a lot of awards, but they are not real. (laughs) But he deserves a real award and the accolades that come with that. Mm Because what a a guy. I think our female lead is equally convincing. She is incredible. Yes. But there's uh, her character, I think, has a lot more stoicism to her. So we Mm -hmm. don't see her go through emotional turmoil as much as we see gong do sometimes you give your dog a bone before you start recording a podcast and it's not so much that you give it to him at this time but that now is the time he's taken interest as it sat in the same corner of your room um for like three weeks and (laughs) this is the moment that he has remembered that he loves the bone but he also wants to drop it on the hardwood floors a couple of times so it's fine we're trying to have an emotional moment here mo this is kind of a (laughs) deep show that we're watching can you not can you chill for like a minute can you chill for like a minute buddy (laughs) i'm trying to squeeze these tears out and (laughs) You're really not having it. I'm just trying to help my audience feel things for this drama that I've felt things for. And if you could just respect that, that would be great. That would be great. It's hard because this drama is so sad and moving Mm -hmm. and touching. But it's also really well balanced that it feels comfortable, not depressing It doesn't feel like a bummer to watch. Yeah, it walks a line for sure. But there are very realistically, 
I mean, there are moments that are hard and there are moments that are warmer and a little more heartfelt in a positive direction. And that does make it a pretty comfortable journey that it could have it. There are times it feels like it could definitely take a turn for the worst. And you like think, wow, can these people move past all of this hurt that they're holding inside of them? And then there are moments that you genuinely feel like they can and you're just really rooting for them to have those moments all the time because, man, do I love all of these characters. Everyone is so good. Really, there isn't really a villain in this K-drama. The villain seems to be trauma. Yeah. And physics. And emotions. I don't know if you heard my stomach growl. That was gnarly. Um, Did you hear my dog growl? Yeah. We're just acting up at the same time. Me and Mo are in sync. Um, where all the all the drama is rooted in people not being able to move on or forgive, and that's that's understandable. I think it's very, like you said, realistic. We've got this developing storyline with CEO Juwan hating Munsu's dad and blaming him for his father's suicide that I'm really concerned about. I don't know what to do with that. I'm upset, and he's upset. Everyone's pretty upset. Everyone's pretty upset, and her dad's upset. Guys. But like you said, it's all it's all a beautiful story. It's all really realistic and really well done, so I love watching that we don't need to have more like building collapses we don't need to have uh there's an aspect of this show where the parents disapprove of Minsu's relationship with Gongdu we don't need to focus on that that's a little bit it's in the background though and i hope that's where it stays yeah i don't really want to bring that to the forefront at this point because there's a lot of other hurt that we're all trying to move past uh yeah the um Man, poor uh, Siwon. Juwan. Just like, yeah. Juwan. Well, his, oh, it's the company is called Siwon. Is it named after his dad? Um, I think his company is called Siwon, right? I don't know. I'm not great at keeping the company name straight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be straight with you. I didn't write any of them down. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't write any of the names of any person in this entire show down, so... That is where I'm at with (laughs) everything. But you remember maybe the name of the company, and that's pretty impressive. Perhaps. Juwan, yeah. Um, Rough. Buddy. Buddy. Can you not catch a break? Not for a second. Like, there's not a single good thing that we can do for you that we can give you in this show, because the writers are abusing him Yeah. at this point. He, at least our two protagonists that have gone through a lot have each other and yeah. happy moments with each other, but pretty much we've given uh, Juwan nothing, so We've that's given good. Juwan the runaround, and he's still at square one. Mm-hmm. He's got nothing and no one. Yeah, so cool. Oh, no, he lost his mom, so there's that. Oh, yeah, because he, ha- he did have a mom. He did have one relationship that he could rely on. And then uh, she admitted to being in love with the person who he views as the actual villain in this whole story. And, like, is there a real villain? Not necessarily, but... Do we blame his mom? 
No. no. She's just out here falling in love. That's, you can't. You can't blame choose her. Choose who you love. You can't choose who you love. But do we understand Juwan's uh, misery about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's a person. Uh, so he cut her off, and now he's absolutely alone. Yep, and then uh, he did try and open himself up to someone. And was that inappropriate? Because it was employee, his 100%. employee. 100%. 100%. Completely inappropriate. We probably shouldn't have gone down that path, Juwan. Even when I was rooting for you, I didn't fully consider that maybe that power imbalance is the worst possible one. It is. Bad news bears. Let's take a step back from that one but then you know he did the like real human thing where he said you know yeah it sucks because i do like you but i also am thinking about it and yeah i am your boss uh sorry about that damn are we there yet though i'm not convinced he does keep going back and forth of like you rejected me and i'll pretend i didn't hear that just keep thinking about it and then but the then next day that, being like, that's inappropriate. I'm so sorry. Like, I really put you in a tough spot. And then the next day he's staring at her while he's sitting in a meeting. I'm like, let it go, I think, please. I think maybe his feelings didn't disappear just because he wanted them to. He said exactly fair. that, and I believe it, but I will yeah. not forgive him for it. You're not allowed to be human. Please stop hitting <sighs> on your subordinate. I've already forgiven. You're forgiven. <laughs> but, like, don't keep doing it. But, like, you're forgiven and, like, do what you need to to work through these feelings. But, like, don't pursue her anymore. Whoa, problematic. Like, oh, damn. Real problematic. I'm just worried about him going into these final four. Can someone help him? Can we ship off Moonsu's mom to his house? Because she likes him a lot. Mm-hmm. And she wants him as a son-in-law. He needs a new mom. And what if she became his mom? Then that frees up Moonsu to make decisions for her own life. It's that hard cultural difference, the cultural difference, where being, you're a 26-year-old, and mm. you're about to move back home with your parents. Sure am. And if they told you, your new beau looks like a hoodlum and a street rat, and you said, well, they're not. He's a really good person and makes me happy. I think your parents would accept that and maybe give you the space you needed to pursue your own relationships. Yeah. Whereas we have two <laughs> parents in this drama being like, he's not, he's, this isn't going to happen. You are not allowed. Which is rough because, yeah, I do think that's more of a cultural thing as far as I'm aware. Maybe it's just a drama thing. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't really part of, maybe it's not even a cultural thing. Maybe it's a family-to-family thing, you know, now that I think about it. uh, I don't even think my parents would feel comfortable telling me that someone was a hoodlum unless they straight up, like... Committed a crime in front of your parents. (laughs) in front of my parents. Short of that, I'm pretty sure that they are firmly in the make-your-own-decisions camp because they have had friends that I kind of knew, like, I've had friends that I kind of knew that my parents, like, vaguely disapproved of. Uh, If I sat them down and, like, full-on interrogation room shined a light in their face and was like, do you disapprove of this person? I think they'd still be like, I plead the fifth. Like, don't, I refuse to say 
that I disapprove of anyone in your life because your choices, your life. And sometimes parents are really, really protective and overbearing. Uh, I had friends' parents who had no qualms with telling them that they had a problem with friends, boyfriends, you name it. So, you know, I'll take away that cultural thing. I'll go ahead and put that in the camp of it varies from parents to from parent to parent. What I do think is cultural is perhaps the amount of respect put forth toward one's per, like parental decree of those things. Mm. Uh, to say, like, I think that we all tend to be like, I don't know, not your life, mom and dad, versus like... Yeah, even there... generational difference of yeah. our generation, I think, is definitely more willing to say, like, I'm going to go make my own mistakes and... I hope you can support me in living my own life and maybe it's maybe I'm making bad decisions but just be there for me when they everything falls apart and I come back whereas I think maybe our parents generation and maybe this our generation but our Korean equivalents still say would say like you know you're right uh, this is probably a mistake and i will take your advice into consideration and perhaps change my actions i don't know maybe maybe we have no right to talk about any of this yeah i feel like we're talking ourselves in circles and we're just yep. going to end up with like maybe it's just munsu's mom and <laughs> and Moon-Soo. then in the end it was just one relationship and maybe huh. we can't say that it's due to anything other than how their relationship works. It's just a very natural thing to think to watch Korean dramas and think that they're representative of so much of Korean culture. And I think it's hard to deprogram myself from that, even though I experience it from the other end. I told my family just the other day that I was at school here in Japan and they had a jump rope competition, and they used these massive jump ropes, and they had all the students in a whole grade jumping at the same time. So it was like 30 kids under one jump rope. And the teacher was like, what do you call that sport? And I said, jump rope. And she was like, no, but like jump rope is one person jumping by themselves. What do you call it when there's so many kids underneath? And I was like, I don't, I don't know the name for that. I think it would still be called jump rope. And then she turned around to the class and in Japanese said, like, they don't have this in any other country except Japan. This is our sport. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, that's not what I said. Like, maybe like, another no. country does. America, on the other hand, just jump rope. Yeah, we we just call it jump rope. I don't know. You would explain the, that there's a bunch of kids in it like I just did, but you'd still call it jump rope. But it's so frustrating that it's like anything I do or say is the American way or even the way that you do it anywhere outside of Japan. Like I'm representative of (laughs) non-Japan. Like what? No. Can I just be representative of me? And if I tell you something about me or my upbringing, it can just be about me. But I do the same thing. Watching Korean dramas, I'm like, all these Korean moms are so crazy about their kids' dating lives. <laughs> oh, Don't no. give me a podcast. I shouldn't be allowed. Emily, we might be we might be the problem, not the We're solution. The We're over here walking around thinking, you know what, this market needs the white girl perspective. Here we Maybe come. That- another <laughs> another white girl podcast. 
about Korean dramas. Oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. trying to do better. Yeah. Feel free to like gently correct us like with love because please don't just like come here to try and only change us but like maybe if you're like hey i love your podcast but i also uh love when people are like correct about stuff so like here's a (laughs) here's a correct thing (laughs) maybe just know we are as fragile as every white girl is we (laughs) if you're gonna make stereotypes we fit into that one absolutely fragile on the inside just 100 percent like doing our best uh, give me like a feminist issue and I will fucking die on that hill but like give me literally any other issue and I am fragile and just trying to learn and grow I'm actually still trying to grow as a feminist as well so actually that too but you know teach us kindly yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we come back from that I don't, I don't know how we know. come back from that how do you keep listening just know that we're wrong and we love you <laughs> Thanks for being here with us. Um, There's a lot of romance developing in this show. I'm excited for that. We had a good episode in episode 12. That was a solid episode Mm -hmm. for romance. We got Wanjin and her assistant. They're starting something. They're lighting a fire. Yep. They're putting some kindling in there. It's warming my heart. I'm here for it. Real time... It's almost Valentine's Day. Yep. Posting time, uh, we're past Valentine's Day. We're long past it. But, okay, I might post this really close to my anniversary. So still, for me, very romantic time. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just want to make this all about me. No, I love it, because you deserve it. Thank you. This show, I am not a romantic person, um, even though, like, I love to watch, uh, Korean drama romances, obviously. Welcome to the podcast. We are like 88 episodes in. (laughs) 90. We're getting, we're creeping up on that 90. Uh, Welcome. I love to watch romance. I like to read about romance. I tend to not feel personally romantic. (laughs) I try to not participate. I I don't really participate in that particular feeling. Um, no, like, we'll part the curtain a little bit on Raquel. Like, she doesn't typically, um, super, I don't know, it's not, like, something I chase for myself. Like, I enjoy observing it in work because I think love is beautiful. All kinds of love, romantic love, non-romantic love. I love it all. I'm here for it. It's wonderful. And I like to experience it all. And I think that's probably why I like watching romances and stuff is because I don't actively pursue that for myself. But it's nice to get to be a part of it. But I guess what I'm trying to say here, like really inject in this moment, is that uh, this fucking K-drama makes me feel like all the romance feelings like I've become way more sappy when I look at other people that I typically am just like oh they're a cool person I'm like maybe they're a dateable person maybe I want (laughs) to date it's a really weird it's a weird time for me to be alive this drama is changing your real life perspective I'm pretty sure that's all any producer wants yeah good job guys good job thank you this is therapy for the soul yeah. I mean, we'll see how long this... It feels like a phase. I will oh, say no. that like, 
there's a solid chance that like we finish with this drama and I'm like, well, that was a fun time. So did I grow as a person? Probably not. Oh, no. Do I ever? <laughs> One would hope, but we'll see. You grew, but then you shrank back down to normal size. <laughs> Put we myself back same. in the dryer. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. You'll just keep feeling super romantic all the time. Maybe I've changed. Yeah, maybe it's not the month of romance. It's forever. Emily, uh, if I become a more romantic person, are we going to start talking about like boy things more often? Like Whoa. I can start telling you about because that's actually once again something em and i don't really talk about no we which did is occasionally yeah. there was like a year when you had a crush on a barista oh yeah i did you talked about him all the time yeah it was really cute i like i'm in for the coffee shop romance <laughs> but i dated your best friend so i feel like i never had much to give it was tricky because it's not that I was against hearing about Jason right. in like romantic situations. I wasn't like, ooh, gross. Ew, it just kisses. like <laughs> it's one of those things that like um, I felt like maybe I wasn't the best source of talk about that stuff because Jason was like my brother growing up. Like we've known each other since we were literally five years old. And maybe I couldn't really be like the, oh, you love to kiss my best friend that I grew up with. Cool. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't sure that I was, like, the best outlet for that. So I don't know that I invited it. And I didn't know if you were comfortable with talking about it with me. No, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I was uncomfortable talking about it with you. I don't really think I talk that way anyways to anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm never I'm like, kind of the same way. Ah, we kissed I and I got butterflies. Yeah, I just feel that way and then keep it to myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think that maybe that's why we don't is because I'm maybe not the most romantic person and you're not like, oh, let me tell you about this boy I like. That's yeah. You've, you've only ever liked one boy since I've known you. It's, 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 the, it's the boy. You know the boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. So if you become more romantic, that will be... Quite the change for our relationship. Buckle up. How exciting. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of really sweet moments in this K-drama that I was just, like, super, super excited for. Mm -hmm. I liked that Gangdu found such comfort in Munsu. He finally gave in to the romance. Finally. Finally. I was getting pretty frustrated with that dumb boy. That big dumb boy, for a <laughs> lot of episodes, pushed her away. To uh, save her, which is a very classic trope that everybody's used to and nobody enjoys. Ugh. We get it. It's fine writing. Yeah. But just stop. You don't think you're good enough. We all think you're good enough. Just quit with the not good enough. Okay. But we good now. He's rich. He's rich boy. He's got some confidence. Mm -hmm. That's rough. That's, uh... They're... The real world equivalent of that is hard to think about, just in terms of poor boy thinks he can't get a girl, um, or he's not good enough, but then yeah. his best friend dies and leaves him a lot of money. And so now it's fine if he dates her, and I know that wasn't the feelings that went into all of that, but definitely yeah. if you look at it on paper, it's not... The, it might be somewhat problematic. Somewhat. <laughs> We won't worry about it too much. We try and not make real-world actualizations of dramas anyways. 
Please yeah. don't follow the script of a drama for your own romance. That'd be great. Yep. Your financial situation, the amount of money you have does not dictate your worth as a human being. The The trauma that you've experienced also does not dictate your worth as a human being. You are not less worthy of love if you have more trauma, or, and you are not less worthy of love if you have less money. Just, like, we'll get that out there, we'll put that out there. This is some real positive vibes. You totally deserve love. Looking at you, Gongdu. Looking at you, Gongdu. Looking at you, listener. You absolutely yep. deserve love. All of you. Everyone. And uh, if someone perceives you, just, like, let it happen for a minute. I don't know. Raquel might have better advice on someone pursuing you. No one ever pursues me. Guys, um, it's the rough part of wearing a wedding ring is that people stop pursuing you. That's really the hardest part. It's really the hardest sure. part. It's giving up on all the, all the people who wanted me. I'm not going to think about it. Nobody wants me. Oh, that's not true. Before Em wore a wedding ring, occasionally men would show interest in Emily. And then the moment she was like, uh, yeah, definitely um, in a long term, like five year long relationship. I love my boyfriend a lot. And those men had to, you know, had to yeet. live with that. Oh, yep. sorry. I shouldn't say yeet on the podcast. I say it every <laughs> other word in real life. This is why nobody pursues me. Emily lives on the cusp of being Gen Z and a millennial, and hearing her say yeet is everything for me. (laughs) I am firmly in camp millennial, like firmly. I love being a millennial. I also stand Gen Z. Look at me using their terminology so flawlessly. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for uh, crossing the border using, using my words that I understand. I feel appreciated. I feel really deeply loved right now. I feel seen. <laughs> you, you feel seen? I feel seen. That's kind of one thing that we say. I think that might be an older thing. It's hard. The vocabulary changes every month. Yeah. I think that Gen Z is definitely in charge of it these days, and probably us millennials look like fools when we use it, but it's okay. I'll keep trying. I'll age myself even more quickly. <laughs> I live in the middle of nowhere, so nobody ever hears me say yeet. Mm-hmm. I guess they hear it. They don't understand it. So it's fine. It's just a funny sounding word. <laughs> I should have end- let you end on your beautiful rant about how everybody deserves love <laughs> instead of us ending on Gen Z and millennial relationships. Just so we're all aware, generational gaps do not exist. They're a made-up concept, so everyone is just a person. Let's all love them equally. What? What? (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) What did you say? I said except you, boomers. Um, Raquel, (laughs) no, that's not allowed. Your negativity isn't allowed on this podcast. Oh, I love boomers, too. Good. Sometimes. I only dislike people on the internet, okay? And that's an equal opportunity (laughs) hatred, okay? (laughs) Could be anyone. There's lots of different generations on the internet these days. Mm -hmm. If you get out of the house and meet actual people, they're generally very nice. So just love your neighbor. I was going to say love thy neighbor, 
because that's that's a classic. <laughs> but I don't want to get too biblical because uh, we would get into very unknown territory very very quickly. <laughs> We're already losing the plot. What's a really good quote you wrote down that you wanted to share with us? Ooh. If you don't go now, I won't let go of this hand. Um, we'll end on that. Cause what a yep. moving moment. What a moving moment. Um, that was really beautiful. Um, Thank you, I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote it down from when they said it in the great drama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Going to said that. That was a really beautiful, sweet moment. And I'm really glad that they finally made up because it was hard to watch them fight. And I'm glad we're here. Uh, final thoughts? Because we do have to go and we're really sorry about uh, this unusually crush it in, rush it in moment. Uh, it The development of the finance guy, his character development, has been crazy. It's all over the place. Do we love him? Do we hate him? I don't know. Let's find out next week in the finale. They better clean this up. Is, do you mean director Zhang? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Every and episode, he's a different guy. Yeah, I definitely love his relationship with Nuna. Um, I also uh, love his sister in a way I never expected to because she was... I, she looked like she was going to be a monster. And once again, every episode a little bit different, but hers is at least like a pretty consistent upward arc. Yes, I like her a lot, and I didn't expect to. Uh, Wan Jin? Mm, no, yes. I expected to love her, and I absolutely do. I'm glad for every second she's on the screen. Yeah. Same with uh, Song Man, the best yes. friend. Adorable, <laughs> hilarious. He's everything. He's very, He's very good. He's definitely the best part of the show, if I'm being honest. He is. What we, <laughs> he's the hero that we need, but not necessarily deserve. Grandma, sorry to say goodbye. He did more than we ever deserved. Dr. Sister, I know her name, but I forgot it. Dr. Yeah. Sister, you're cute. <laughs> I'm excited for you to have more of a role for the last four episodes. She's slowly squeezing her way into the show. Yeah, I'm still a little bit cool on her, just because yeah. I wish that she was a little bit more proud of her brother and what he's tried to do for her. But... She's a little bit of a grumpy pants. Yep. But we're getting there. We're going we're gonna to have character development for her. Yes. Um... Mom and Dad, see yourself out. I'm done with you. <laughs> Thanks for playing. That's it. We did it. We did it right at the end. We crushed it. We crushed it. We rushed it. We're sorry, but we're also grateful to you for listening. If you uh, want to reach out to us and talk more in detail about what's going on and maybe not about like our romantic lives, sorry. Oh, I really hijacked this episode. You can reach out to us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. I also hijacked this episode and I will also apologize. You can also reach out to us through our Patreon. We have a link on our website, playonk.com or you can find us on patreon.com slash playonk and you can yeah. connect us through our Discord. Yes! Go and go to Patreon check out our uh, whatever you call it when we have like levels of special Our tears. Love. Yeah, our tears. Our tears of love. <laughs> <laughs> Happy thanks. No, Valentine's Day. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> oh.
Oh no. Um, we also are on iTunes. We would love a rate, a review, and a subscribe. Uh, it's just play on K, and we could really use some love over there. That helps get some visibility on our good, good podcast that we love doing for you guys. Yes, and we are on Twitter. We are at play on K on Twitter, and we've gotten a few tweets recently. I love it. I live for it. Em has been doing a great job with the Twitter. It's super funny. It's super great. Everything's a good read. Uh, Yeah, no, you're amazing. I need to be more active on Twitter. The reason you guys see E before everything that's said on Twitter (laughs) is because Emily is like a superstar and Raquel is just really trying to get through her workday at this point. Oh no! Okay. Well, Jason's decided I'm done, so we'll see you (laughs) next week for the next four episodes of Play on K. (laughs) Thanks, James Hevel, for our theme song. We love it and we love you. Oh, I said the next four episodes of Plan K. Next four episodes of Just Between Lovers. Yes. The finale episodes. The finale. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.